0: Everyone and welcome to the Cultivate Podcast through the Grove Church. I am Charlie Lofton, the pastor there, and we are so thankful that you are joining us today. And have a special guest here with us today, Scott Sutton. What's up, man? I'm good. All right. Local expert. This is, he's an elder at, at the Grove Church, so give him a point for that. <laughs> Been going to the Grove longer than me. Get a point for that. <laughs> All right. Yeah.
1: It's two. What do you?
0: To, to be honest, maybe you no. Know, what are you most known for at the Grove?
1: Uh, no, no shoes. No shoes. Yeah. Never wear shoes yeah. to the
0: Grove. Get a point for that.
1: <laughs> Where'd you go to school? Went to Baylor. You still Baylor root for their sports teams? I do. I do. So, okay.
0: It's, so now you've lost almost uh, all those points. But I'm,
1: I, you know, when in Rome, I do cheer for Arkansas Razorbacks. So it's a, uh, you know, except except head except head to head. Head to head, I'm uh, i wearing my green and gold. We can so. all
0: agree we don't like Texas. Yeah. No, down with
1: yeah. Texas. Yeah. And Texas a more so than it's University a, of Texas, okay. but both, perfect, both of them can go perfect, down for all per- I care. All right. Yeah. Okay.
0: Perfect. Perfect. We had a. We got to find common ground here. (laughs) And I was half joking when I said that you're an expert, but actually on this topic that we're talking about and what we're going to be doing over the next three weeks, talking a little bit about Mormonism, the Church of Latter-day Saints. And honestly, I mean, I I do consider you an expert. Do you you consider yourself an expert? Kind of like on just kind of your knowledge and understanding of what they believe, who they are.
1: Yeah, kind of an unwitting expert. I I didn't uh, seek out to become an expert in this, but... um... I've just been, uh, over the years, just had a lot of opportunities, probably in the last 20 years, a lot of opportunities to be friends with, meet with missionaries, and so over the course of that, have spent a lot of time studying their scriptures, our scriptures, history, and so I've kind of fallen into this. I didn't seek this out, but it's uh, definitely something that I'm thankful for and uh, happy to share uh, with anyone who's who's wanting the same.
0: That's cool. We'll spend some time... And the second episode, kind of exploring that a little bit. I would love to hear more of that story of just kind of what's kind of drawn you into this and kind of your heart behind that. But before we do that, we should just kind of talk about what, what is it we're talking about. We talk about Mormons. And, and, and you brought this up to me, right? You reached out to me and said that in Bentonville, is yeah. that right? They are, they are about to dedicate a, a new temple. That's right. It's a big deal. And it's about to be kind of a big like a publicity campaign you think that's coming from this?
1: Yeah, that's right. So they only have a hundred, a few, I believe it's less than 200 temples worldwide. So to get one here is is a big deal. And a temple, we can get a little more into this at the right time, but a temple is different from a church. You know, they have their little church meeting houses, but the temple is this ultra sacred space. And so to have one here, the closest ones are Oklahoma City, Kansas City, St. Louis. And so you think about putting one here in Bentonville, like that's the league that we're on. Uh, and so with that they because they view it as like their most sacred space and also to kind of uh once they dedicate it it's shut off to the public so they kind of do this uh two three week campaign where it's they open it to the public you can walk around in it not not all the rooms of it but most of the rooms and uh just get to see more about it of course they have tons of people on hand ready to answer every question and invite you to church and get baptized uh but knowing that they're going to be doing this big PR stunt to try to drive people in for this this visitation period, the temple being such a big, high-profile addition to our community, I just know over the next few months we're going to be, they're going to be on social media, in person, uh, they're going to be out and about, and feel like it's a good opportunity to just pause and talk about what do they believe when they say that they they love Jesus too. What what does that mean? Okay. And uh, what uh, as us Christians, how do we how do we handle that?
0: Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, so I think it's good because. I don't know, I think we got some people who maybe are confused about who they are, maybe just not have any awareness at all. And like you said, would just think, oh, this is just another Christian group or another religious group. And so for a lot of people, people who have some familiarity with Mormons, one of the, one of the, the top descriptors that some people would use would be to describe Mormonism as a cult, right? Mormons are, Mormon, Mormon, Mormonism is cult. Well, I guess maybe I may should ask this question. We always talk about Mormons. Sometimes I think that's not the name they want to go by. That's right. Is it an offensive? Is it offensive to call them Mormons, or is it just not their preferred name? Because the things they go by LDS. Right.
1: Yeah, that's actually a really like relevant question to a lot of this because so the name Mormon comes from the angel who revealed the the plates to Joseph Smith. And so is is uh, it's a book. It's a, it's a chapter. It's a, it's a book within their Book of Mormon. It's called Mormon, and they are. Um, they go by that name because of the revelation. They went by that name for a long time. They even had PR campaigns called um, And I'm a Mormon, where they would do these interviews with people, who, you know, athletes or actors, musicians who had like a pop culture appeal. And then we kind of end it with like, and I'm a Mormon. And so for mm-hmm. a while, they embraced that term. But a few years ago, the prophet revealed that it was giving, it was giving glory to the wrong person. That, okay. uh, and so they now want to be called the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, not Mormons. And so that's a mouthful. A mouthful.
0: LDS. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Short term term.
1: Yeah. And even LDS, they'll they'll kind of waver on, but definitely that's more preferred than Mormon in this phase of their history.
0: Okay. So it's not. It's not. It's not. You're not insulting them by calling them that. So they kind of, for lack of a better word, had a rebranding. Exactly. Okay. Gotcha. So as is say, LDS, Latter Day Saints, Mormons. If some people say they're a cult. But before we even answer, ask you the question: Do you agree with that? I guess we should come up with a definition. How would you def- how would you define the word cult?
1: Yeah, that that one. Um, I, I've been thinking about that a little bit uh, over the years, with this especially. Like, and and what do we what do we define as a cult? Because I think in pop culture, mm-hmm. a cult can be everything from you know drinking the Kool Aid mass suicide to you know Eyes Wide Shut, the the you know, movie where they have this like super secretive you know. Society doing. Dude, if all you start of,
0: making pop culture references, we're gonna we're gonna have a great we're gonna have a great time here over the next <laughs> few episodes. I'm, I'm always down. I'm, <laughs> right. Sorry.
1: So exactly. I figure that I, nothing gets past you there. So uh, so you know so there's such a broad array of like what do we call a cult that um I feel like sometimes I I refrain a little bit from lumping Mormonism in, in that bucket just because it's not either of those things. It's not mass suicide cult. It's not super secret you know sketchy millionaire cult either. But it is something when we look at like, what is a cult? Just historically, what are they? It's typically a, a group that shoots off from a mainstream religion. They kind of will hyper-focus on a certain ideal that that they want to really drive. And so maybe it's end times or maybe it's, uh, in this case of Mormonism, they have Joseph Smith who said, all the churches are wrong. I have the truth. Follow me. Right. And so they kind of latch on to this, like all the mainstream is wrong. We have the truth. And they start to seclude themselves, say, you know, you can't trust anything you hear from the outside. And so in those terms it it is a cult and so Mm -hmm. you know as we think about historically as they become you know they're 12 million members large now so you can't really call them a a splinter sect they're really their own religion so i tend to think of it as its own religion but at its at its source it started as this kind of offshoot that latched onto the personality of joseph smith and everything he taught was on equal footing as the bible and in church history so uh in that sense they are
0: yeah Okay. So the two, like you said, the, the 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 two primary ways that that word gets used in Christian circles, again, like you said, is the eyes wide shut, the drinking the Kool Aid, Branch Davidians, kind of something that's kind of defined around secrecy. Yeah, where you pr- maybe you present one face to the public, and like and as you're recruiting people, you're telling, hey, this is what we're about, and it isn't until you get in that you find out what everything is about. And use a lot of social pressure to kind of a lot of again us against the world Mm -hmm. kind of things, and so again maybe not be as tense as tense as Branch Davidians or Heaven's Gate, but there seems to be some of those sorts of things. Like what you get on the front end is not necessarily what you're getting on the back end. That's right. And there is a lot of you know not completely secluded from society, but even as you were describing the temple, yeah, you can come right now. But once we dedicate it, then right. you're not even going to be able to come into the space. Exactly. And then the other way that Christians at use the word cult is we think about a Christian cult, is like it has some connections to Christianity. So there is a Jesus part to it. It ha- but it is wrong enough, it's it's wrong enough in the worst ways. It's like about the things that really are essential to Christian doctrine. While you may have a fondness for Jesus, there may be some similarities. The Venn diagram may overlap to some degree, but where there's disagreement, it's like real disagreement, yeah. not w- when should we baptize somebody and can we speak in tongues or not or those kinds of things, but like core level. So it it's Christian-ish, yeah. but it's a cult, not necessarily because of its exclusionary tactics or its secretiveness, but because you're, you're wrong about the worst things to be wrong yeah, about.
1: That's, yeah, and, and at that point, I feel that's such a good thing because in so many ways, they'll, the terminology sounds the same they'll say, they'll say the name Jesus, they use the Bible, they talk about Jesus, saved, they'll say the sentence, Jesus saved me for my sins. And so on so many things you can be in agreement, but the further you draw into the, the depths of it, the kind of the more secretive aspects of it, the more you learn and the more you learn that those statements while they, you know, while they say the name Jesus, who they consider Jesus is a world apart from right. who Jesus was. You know, the statement, Jesus saving from his sins is a world apart from when, when we say that same tagline. So that's right. That the deeper you get into it, the more you realize that we're, we're using the same words, but it's a completely different set of concepts.
0: Right. So one of the things, again, you've, you've been around at the Grove longer than me and you were, you were here when I got here almost 13 years ago. And so, and as an elder, we're, we're in agreement on this idea that we as a church really want to be as unifying as possible. We don't want to bring more division amongst Christians. Like we don't, hey, just because this denomination is more formal than us, that's great. Just because they baptize babies. Okay, that's fine. They speak in tongues and we don't. That's fine. Like we, we really want to create this kind of unified Christian team. And I think it has surprised some people that a couple of times in some sermons over the last several months, we've kind of been discussing some theological issues, that I'll just take a, I'll take a shot at Mormon theology. Mm-hmm. And that I, you know, and so, and it seems like maybe you've already kind of answered this. And so are they just another Christian denomination Yeah, in your mind?
1: No, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, they, um, in fact, even if you go back to the founding of it, so Joseph Smith is the, the founder of Mormonism, he has a whole story that, uh, you know, changed multiple times over the years of his life. He had a few different versions of this story. But the, the root of this story is that he actually saw that all the denominations of Christianity were wrong, were false, and that God was calling him to start something completely distinct from that. And if you read some of his early writings, he actually calls Christianity and den- the denominations of Christianity an abomination. Okay, And so even in his own words, the founder's own words, he didn't see himself as another denomination of Christianity, but as a restoration of this true religion that's been lost for 2,000 years. Mm. And so I don't know that it's necessarily combative or off-putting for us to, to say that, the, that they're not another denomination. I mean, their own founder started this saying, we're not, you know, these denominations are false. They're wrong. I'm starting the true religion. And we can just take him at face value that he was starting a new religion there.
0: So it, but it seems to me, and maybe I'm wrong. It seems to me like maybe some of the interactions that I've had makes me think that they're wanting me to believe.
1: Right. That,
0: that, that, that they're just another denominator. Maybe like the best one, maybe the one that kind of sits above all of us, but Hey, it's just like, like it's just a very small step from whatever version of Christianity I'm in to what they are. It seems like at least they're presenting like they're just another, have you experienced that? Or is that just, for is sure. that just depends on who you talk to? Or are they most like, oh, no, no, not, man, we're not Christian. We're, <laughs> We're we're LDS.
1: Yeah, no, you're you're spot on with that. And so, if you, I think that's also getting to another facet of of Mormonism that it it changes over time. It's you know less than 200 years old. I've been interacting with Mormons for about 20 years, and even in my 20 years, I've seen this this big shift from being very, you know, when we meet with missionaries that they, they can be very like like I'm gonna convince you of the truthfulness of what I believe. To now, it's like we love Jesus. You love Jesus. And then the line you hear now is that, you know, all religions have some good in them. And we like to take the good from everything and give you better. And so the, the message has changed from, it has evolved over time from, you know, you're an abomination to the founder right. to now, um, you know, we love Jesus. You can love Jesus too. We're just going to give you more about Jesus that you didn't have before. And so that's the way I think they've, I, I don't know if it's strategic that they are wanting to if they feel the closer they get the easier it is to bring people over or if it's just a natural evolution that potentially softening a leadership of we're not going to cling to some of these really weird or uh, harder to digest doctrines we'll just kind of focus on the jesus aspect of it and keep everyone happy so i don't know if it's if it's strategic or just a a natural evolution so it
0: might be a marketing technique or it may be a a slow evolution of where hey we're trying we're trying. We're trying to be a little more mainstream than, than we have. Like, like really, we, we, want to, we want to. But regardless of whether or not that, we, we, we are in agreement that this is not a Christian denomination. Right. This, is, this, is, this is something else entirely. And so if we'll use this kind of definition, like, you know, this pop definition of a Christian cult, where it's like, it has Christian-like qualities. It uses the Bible, it talks about Jesus, but it's off in some really significant ways. Now, it'd be real easy. Maybe we'll get an opportunity over these over these next few episodes to talk about some of the kind of the really weird stuff that's some people that's, that that's kind of out there in pop culture. But let's set that aside for a little bit. Like, what are the real, in your opinion, the real core differences of Christianity and Mormonism that makes it its own religion? Like, what are the core things that we look at? Oh, like when you when when we hear those, like, okay, well. Okay. Now I agree with Scott. This is not Christian.
1: That's right. Yeah, no, that's good. The, um, and I think that's important too, because I think a lot of times as I've heard Christians engaging Mormon and Mormons, there's, uh, there's focusing on things like, well, why don't you drink caffeine? Don't we have freedom in Christ? <laughs> and, you know, while you can have that conversation, you know, that the whole phrase of, you know, in, in our essentials, we have unity and the non-essentials, there's liberty, you know, whether or not I drink caffeine there might be Christians who choose to abstain from caffeine for one reason or another. And so that's really focusing on a non-essential. And so you're right that like we can focus on that or, you know, the legalism around tithing exactly 10% of everything you make. But those things I feel are, are, are non-essential issues. So when you want to really focus on to your point, is this a denomination, or is this outside of Christianity focusing on those essentials? And I kind of like to boil the essentials down to kind of three questions. You've actually articulated kind of some of your essentials in the same way. It's just these questions of like, who is God, who is man, and kind of what's the point? And so mm-hmm. when you can answer those three questions, you can start to really quickly, or maybe not so quickly, if there's something that's really buried deep, see that the answer to those questions couldn't be more different than if you were speaking to a, a Buddhist about who is God, who is man, what's the point? And so on the God side, and we can get a little more into this, uh, you know, they believe that God was once a human being who lived on another planet, who was sinful just like us who needed a savior, who had a God of his own that he worshiped. And because he lived the right way, and we can kind of get into their plan of salvation another point too, but because he lived the right way, he earned the right to keep progressing to become a God. And that is the God of this world. And he procreated spirits and before he sent people down to earth you know, with those spirits, and that he's giving us the ability to progress to God as well. So when you start to talk about that God, that couldn't be any more different than the God of the Bible, who was and is, and is never changing. Uh, who is uh, is omniscient, who knows no other gods besides Himself. You couldn't have a more different God. When we talk about who is man, you think about us as being these spirit children who have come down and have you know the lifetime here to prove ourselves worthy of godhood, to to to, to live certain ways, to check certain boxes. That couldn't be a more different view of who we are and what what God wants for us and for his creation. And so that's a very high level run through. But you know, when we talk about the essentials, we're talking about very different, very, very different God, man, and purpose uh, conversations.
0: Okay. I want to I slow down here a little bit because you haven't said anything that, that I didn't know. Like I, I've, I'm aware of all of that and I don't have near as much experience with Mormonism as you do, but I've, I have, I've certainly studied it pretty extensively but I would imagine that as you're just kind of popping off some of this stuff that like, I don't mean depending on if you're running or driving right now, that there was probably a, maybe not a literal <laughs> kind of screech moment, but something like I'll make sure that we're all clear on what you just said. So there is another planet in some other multiverse universe somewhere where there were people that were living life very similar, maybe to what we did, maybe different technology or whatever. But and and whoever this and there was a person on that planet that followed whatever the rules were for that planet to such a level that whoever the god of that planet was deemed him good enough to become god of his own planet that's right and that person who is now a god is the god that is overseeing our planet that's right that that is what you just said. That is what I just said. And we're not being mean by saying nope. that to, Oh man, they, they're weird. They think God was a person on another planet. Now we nope. just got be, now he's having spirit babies on this planet. You just this is this is not we're not insulting anybody. Nope. We're not we're not int- intentionally twisting what they're saying just a little bit to make them seem crazier than what they are.
1: That That's right. And and you know, I feel like a lot of this too to, to the point about meanheartedness versus just it is what it is. You know, if, if I go back to, again, the, the person of Joseph Smith, and there's so much to unpack with who he was, who he was before he founded Mormonism, the, the context he grew up in, family was really important to him. He lost a brother at a young age. It was very devastating to his family to have lost that child. And I believe that a lot of doctrine today is an evolution of, as Joseph Smith got in his mind, that he was receiving revelation from God, he would say things. And then almost like you had a retrofit doctrine to fit the things that he said. Mm. And so he had this, I think this eternal view of, we'll see Samuel again, the the brother who passed, we'll see him again someday. So what does that look like? And not only will we see him again someday, but we will have this eternal family bond. And so uh, the the Mormons will speak a lot about eternal families. And so in order to make that work, they had to look at, well, how's that, if we become God someday, doesn't that feel a little bit uh, heretical? Well, no, 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 okay, so, This God, the God of our planet, must have had that same path of his own, and so they even have. We even have a heavenly mother. Uh, So we talk about heavenly father, and Mormonism is a heavenly mother as well, who procreated those spirits. So it's it's for the best reasons, I believe. You know, if Joseph Smith had these every every conviction he felt, he believed was revelation from God, it's almost like the church had to then retrofit a theology to fit those convictions, and I think that's where a lot of this emerged from. It wasn't necessarily from a man. We're gonna we're gonna really fool people and. No, yeah, as, as, as Christians, right. not gawking at it. You know, we can appreciate kind of maybe where the, the root desire was for that. But uh, at the same time, call it out that this is not the God of the Bible.
0: Okay, so then we were, as people, pre, I think, pre-existent spirit children. I mean, so this God is having spirit babies right. with the Heavenly Mother. Right. So we existed in some sort of spirit form previously in wherever plane. God and the Heavenly Mother exists, right? And then, as people are becoming people, whatever that that spirit is coming to inhabit me at some point when I'm in my mother's womb or mm-hmm. something. Okay. Yep. Okay. Well, I could I could talk about this particular aspect of it all day, but that's okay. So then, in this in this in this scenario, then who is Jesus?
1: Yeah, and that's a really good point as well. So I think that's another really clear distinction where uh, Jesus and Satan, by the way, are both just siblings of us and our spirit, spiritual siblings of us. So Were they like the firstborn ones? Exactly. So Jesus okay. being the firstborn. Satan, I don't know if he was necessarily the secondborn, but was not the firstborn. And so a lot of times when biblical language talks about firstborn, Jesus being the firstborn, that's what they're attributing it to. It's not the firstborn from the dead, uh, the way that Christians would, you know, the first who have risen, the firstborn. The, in,
0: the inheritor is really what, honestly, what the Bible means when it says firstborn. It's talking about the one who inherits things. It's not talking about
1: being born, but exactly. anyways. Yep. And so, and then that Jesus, and so God had, had this plan for, we're gonna help create the, the, the world. And as in our spiritual forms, Satan came to, to God the Father and told God the Father, well, we'll just force everyone to, to believe in you. And through that, everyone will be saved. And Jesus said, no, free will is too important. God, you should give people free will, and then I'll go and die for them so that they can believe in me and through their own agency or free will come back to you. And so there's kind of this war in the spiritual realm, uh, you know, our spiritual lives where Satan took a third of the other spirit children with him. And then who was left is you and I. So we, we got the right to inherit these bodies that gives us you know, our, our first kind of ticket onto this ticket toward this becoming gods ourselves one day. And Jesus dying for our sins is really more of uh, him coming down to basically Buy our next ticket for us. That uh, okay. That we can raise again someday.
0: Okay, so there's again. I could. I don't. I don't want to necessarily get lost in the weeds here, but I do have a, a follow up question of of some sort. Do I have locked somewhere memories of this happening? Was I was I involved in this in some way? Was I like yeah, Jesus, let let's, let's do that, or was I kind of like a I didn't have I didn't I'm not I, was, I didn't have aware like Jesus had awareness of himself and was making decisions, but I was still just kind of a Unformed spiritual person, I was kind of getting swept up in weather or was I like, like I have a, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: no, no. And actually, uh, and by their theology, you actually were fully conscious. You were one of the valiant spirits who stood by Jesus's side in the pre-life, uh, you know, stood in a however spiritual being stand. But you were by his side in the spiritual life, and then when you became born, you kind of lost, uh, you know, memory of all that, so that you could start this kind of new test of. Am I going to uh, get it back? Uh, so, potentially, you've already had that revealed to you, but maybe in the uh, post-life, uh, they don't really get into that too, too much. It's really more focusing on the fact that you're even here meant that you were a valiant spirit in the pre-life, whether you remember it or not. So, I'm
0: already, I've already passed a test.
1: Yes. So, that's good news. Right. And
0: now I've got more. I've got,
1: I've got more. More tests.
0: Okay. Okay. So, I was, I was afraid of this. I was afraid of this in that as, I, as you and I have been talking and I was sending things out to you saying... Hey, let's, let's do this. And I sent you an outline. And like, I, don't, I, um, I was like, I don't, I don't know. But part of I, I was going back and forth. Maybe we don't have enough material here for three episodes, or maybe we've got so much here that we're, we're going to, maybe we have seven episodes and we're trying to get into three. So I, I like to keep these things with somewhere between 25 to 30. So we're going to, I think we're just going to hit pause right here. All right. And just kind of, I think, I think you know, because we kind of getting at just kind of the understanding of what Mormonism is as far as its connection to Christianity in general, talking about in terms of a cult. And then we've begun to explore what I feel like are some of the key aspects that distinguish it, which make it something that is not just different, but I would say different in a dangerous way. It's perception of who God is and it's perception of Jesus is. So what I'd like for us to do is come back and talk more about what salvation is in this context and then maybe start getting a little bit behind the scenes of like okay well once they get you in what happens and then we can then after that in maybe in the episode after that just talk a little bit about maybe your future like your, your past your heart for them and maybe the some of like how we how, how you think those of us who are less equipped than you are should interact with them That's okay. great okay. okay great so thanks so much for joining us whether you know how, how we run ended up here Appreciate that you're here. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, anything about this, we'd love to hear them. You can always email me at charlie at thegrovechurch.org. We'd love to hear it. And if it's a Scott-related question, I will beat bop pass it right on to him. And, and if you are new to The Grove or you're not connected with us all, we'd love to know who you are. And so you can contact us. You can go to thegrovechurch.org slash connect. Let us know that you're listening. And if you are local, we'd love to see you on a Sunday morning. Get all the information about our service times and everything there. And if you're not local and you'd love to connect and do the same thing, go to that same website and you can stream with us. We're always streaming our 1030 service and we would love to interact with you, help you any way that we can, either in person or online. So please do that. Again, I'm Charlie, the lead pastor there. and We got Scott Sutton, one of our elders here. And thank you so much for joining us.